You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. So if you ever wanted to see what Q's taint looks like, then you really want to go watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think this movie would go there. I'm like, okay, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty nutty. And then that part happened. I'm just like, oh, now it's the room. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not. Let's not damn it with that fate of of, of praise. (laughs) No, (laughs) that was just, I just finished watching this right before the recording. So that was the thing that was just freshest in my memory because it was like one of the last scenes but no this this is going to be an interesting discussion this movie is surge it's a film from a guy i'm wholly unfamiliar with anil karya so he's a british director who has mostly done short films and television before this and this is his i guess just kind of a bigger step in indie filmmaking with ben wishaw in the lead role which you know love that guy he's paddington bear he's q he's a lot of stuff that I really like. The first thing I noticed Ben Wishaw in was a fantastic BBC show called The Hour. It is such a fucking turn to see to see him go from that and into this. I mean, I do like to take notes. I barely wrote anything. It's it's just like, okay, how many falling down jokes can I make? <laughs> how much crazier is he going to get? What's going on? It. I will say, it is a great performance showcase for ben wishaw he is absolutely fantastic here he's really doing a lot of the you know he's doing all the heavy lifting everybody else here is basically bouncing off of him uh the the only two other really significant roles are the two actors who play his parents for me falling down is more about like you know just white impotent suburban rage and this is more focused on middle illness this is this is a guy who it's like yeah, he works at the, the British equivalent of the TWA, and he's experiencing a lot of stress in that job, and, you know, he's obviously at least a little neurodivergent, if not a lot. A lot of this is from this guy's home wife, and, like, after the second, like, after the birthday scene with his parents, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're gonna do after this, my dude, but you're pretty much justified in all of it, because <laughs> those guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because even just you saying we're trying to introduce the film, there's not a whole lot of setup that we really need to say for this movie. Let me just say this, though. I'm Justin Zarian. Hey, everybody. And over here, we have my lovely team of reviewers. We got Bo. Hello. Hey. We got Jordan. Hello there. And we got Adrian. Hello, hello. Hello. So I'll just give a very quick synopsis. I mean, we already kind of did. Basically that, like you said, Ben Wishaw, he works at the airport security. I would assume at Heathrow, most likely. Heathrow or Gatwick, I think they said it in London. I don't I don't recall that it's elsewhere. So he is just living his very mundane life, and you can tell something is really off with him. Just it's it's a very slowly stretching the rubber band kind of intro that leads to that birthday scene, like you said. And then from that point, the film just goes 
everywhere. <laughs> it's just, it is really just, it is. It's it's a performance piece about watching Ben Wishaw go gradually more and more insane and unhinged. And that's a good hour of the movie, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and it's it's not an overly long movie either. No, it's, it's over before you know it. It runs along at a clip, and yeah, it's like, this is territory that other people have done, but for me, there was enough of a spin on this that I, I, was, I was pretty much grit from the moment I, I went in, mostly on the strength of his performance. Yeah. It wasn't making any hard left turns by any stretch of the imagination, but the gradual ramp of the movie takes us to a, a different place than you usually get when your central idea is like, here is a man who has been driven to his limits by society, and has an incident, or a series of incidents. This is one of those movies that kind of falls into this recent category of film for me. uh, That, you know, I'm sorry who this may upset, but this is one of those Joker but good type movies, where it's like, (laughs) (laughs) he is kind of a product of society, of like what he's been through, and one day he just snaps. And to see this character played by Ben Wishaw, his performance in this is like one of the most unique performances I've ever seen him give. I mean, I don't think I've seen a ton of movies, but I remember him in like layer cake and obviously everybody knows him as Paddington. You could even call this movie Paddington three and the, the bad day in L- in uh, London or something like that. <laughs> the horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like not, not only is his performance really good, but the filmmaking I thought was like, this looks great. Like it's a beautiful movie. There's there's not like a like a one shot type thing, but there are very long takes, uh, mm-hmm. including one that ends with a stunt, where it's like, I know that wasn't Ben Wishaw. I know like they had to be a stunt performer, but it's cut so perfectly that it's seamless. Yeah, I was shocked when that happened. I'm just yeah, like, oh. yeah, <laughs> I, I I was very impressed. And don't feel bad, Adrian. I'm with you. It's like, oh yeah, Joker, but. You know, actually good and with some nuance. Uh, In my opinion, <laughs> it's it's Joker if he wasn't the hero. This movie does get a, you know, more intense as it goes, and I think really my favorite sequence of this movie is when you think he's maybe, you know, chilled out a bit, and he just gets himself to his hotel room and nope. I said you'd think, but (laughs) that whole sequence is like just a great, powerful, silent, one-man show. I mean, it it would kind of read off like this is a play that you're you're here because your friend's in it or whoever you're trying to date is in it (laughs) sort of vibe, but it was honestly very captivating. And, yeah, the movie looks great. Cinematography is nicely done. And it's an instance of one of these movies where it's, like, you know, mostly handheld, but it's not too egregious, honestly. I mean, it made you feel very much like... It's almost kind of like movies like Good Time or a lot of those kind of indie crime dramas where it's almost exclusively on him the entire time. No matter where it goes, he's always center-focused in the shot. And it's interesting, too, because when you say about it being a very wordless performance, I think he says, like, maybe 15 lines in this whole movie. Because most of it is just watching his mannerisms and watching his interactions with people. where He's just gradually becoming more and more arguably animalistic in his attitude. Yeah, Holmes is not verbose at all. But (laughs) you already know, like, ten minutes into this movie that you do not want to sit down next to this guy at the bus. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he's just like, nope, keep on walking. And, like, Bo 
brought up earlier, yeah, I was also thinking, is this character neurodivergent? Because I was starting to... Because honestly, even I'm always looking out for something like that, being a neurodivergent person myself, because I'm always curious, like... Oh, great. Am I going to be another fucking chosen one or a savant or another psychopath? Who knows? What I do like is there's not really too many answers given. It, it really does just look like this portrait of someone who's just kind of had enough, just, 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 just gone mad, doesn't know really what to do or how to express themselves or even in a healthy way, and just says, fuck it, I'll do whatever. I would agree totally with that, and I, I really do think that the, you know, the through line through this movie is a person finding agency, and not necessarily in the most positive ways. No. Uh, but I, I think, you know, the, the ending kind of leads us to a better place, or at least, like, you know, I was gripped by this movie, but the beginning especially, like the first hour, is very hard to watch. The camera is very jerky, and it is purposely making you feel almost as on edge as the protagonist. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really isn't a ramp down, but the more agency he gets, the better you kind of feel about watching it. Even when it looks like he <laughs> maybe like going to jail for a very long time, you're still <laughs> kind of like in it with him as... You know, it's just like, well, fuck, man. Like I said at, at the beginning of this, you're, you're. I think your head's at least in a better place. There's, there's <laughs> even a few scenes where, like, I don't want to say I was rooting for him, but everything going on is like, okay, this is also giving him confidence. Yeah, the wedding scene, I'm like 50% <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Oh. And then 50% of like, oh, man, we've all wanted to do that. We've oh, all yeah. wanted well, to do that. Well, there was a scene, I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but there was a scene earlier where he fixes someone's TV. And <laughs> I feel like any other day, because of how meek he is, it wouldn't have ended up the way that it ended up. So the fact that it did, I was kind of like, hey, good for you. <laughs> if he weren't yeah. that confident right now, it just probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it's only because that whole event was a Murphy's Law of every possible thing to break him at that moment happened in sequence. Yeah, and yeah, that wedding sequence, that was the most tense I honestly felt. Because also... I was kind of feeling that way during my younger brother's wedding. It's like, oh my god, I hear another one of these fucking speeches. I will fucking <laughs> lose it. I don't think it's a coincidence that what I I really think the climax of this movie is when he like when he takes out his phone, and once he leaves his phone behind, that's when, like I said, that, that kind of ramping of him getting more agency starts to happen. And I do not think that is coincidental at the eye. I do not think the director or writer was like, well, let's just have him do something crazy like smash his phone. I think that was very deliberate. Yeah, no, it's a very purposeful film, even with its stream of consciousness flow of the events that happened. It feels like it's a very, it's moving to a point. I would argue, though, that it's not always clear where the point is going, because the first 20 minutes of this movie, you know, forget Surge, it should have been called Snooze, because it kind of... <laughs> doesn't really start until about the 20 to 25 minute mark i feel like and that's not to say it was bad it was just one of those things where i'm like yeah i'm still waiting to see the tilt happen you know it felt like if it had happened maybe a few minutes earlier it would have kept the momentum going but once it did then i had my full attention you know i'm just like okay now and now i know what's going on with this movie kind of thing and 
the ending was like again it's one of the things where it's probably how it should have ended but it was one of those things where i'm like oh we got another six minutes before this movie ends what's gonna happen there <laughs> kind of thing so and that's the thing it's like it's mercifully very very short so by the time you think like okay where's this going it's pretty much over <laughs> by that by that moment no i i i don't need to to see Paddington 4 after this. <laughs> Paddington and Corduroy get into a knife fight with each other. <laughs> uh, when they say beat the stuffing out of each other, that really means something different. Uh, pay no attention to me, just casually opening Final Draft. <laughs> uh. Well, we could probably wind down to Final Thought. Yeah. I mean, I, there's not a whole lot to really say other than that. Because there's so little dialogue and so little, like, when you say a big punctuated moments. This is really a film you should experience yourself. You should actually go watch it and just let it wash over you for a bit. It, it's it's intense. It's crazy. You'll have some really good laughs, <laughs> both serious and you know unintentional, unintentionally funny. Like moments where you laugh, you shouldn't be laughing, but it's it's hard not to laugh at the craziness going on, kind of thing. Overall, I did enjoy it. I I it's funny. I was kind of debating on how I felt until I talked to you guys, and I feel like I've come away liking more than I did, kind of thing, because it's not new it's not revolutionary but it's a very solid indie drama and like i said ben wishaw is the reason to see this i mean he he won the acting prize at sundance this year for international cinema stuff so i can see why this was totally a great showcase to show them he could you know he's not just the the soft-spoken dude who does the thing all the time like that kind of thing he's 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 got range so i'm gonna give this seven out of ten very special thank yous for fixing the television <laughs> the only other note I did take during this movie was fuck the TSA, which you know <laughs> universal fame. So, uh, yeah, I do highly recommend this movie. Ben Whishaw just has an a, a, a very captivating electric performance here. That honestly, I know there's not there's really not much else to recommend outside of it but i would still very much do so because even i think no no no, this is something you do have to see this is honestly just too captivating to ignore and it's very interesting to see the mindset of what one day does to a person it it, it's honestly one of my favorite little sub genres of stories really uh, and I, oh, I, I always tend to find those more fascinating than not. And thankfully, this was a good example. So I will give it 8 out of 10 cans of Mel Yellow, which was way better than Surgeon. You should all admit it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried either, to be fair, so I can't say. Yeah, so this movie ended up being actually really good. And I'm not saying I expected a bad film. But early on, it does start kind of slow. But once it gets into it, I was I was fascinated. I, I wasn't looking away. I wanted to see where this was going to go because it's pretty wild. In fact, one of the things that I really like about it is kind of that theme of, like, this could happen to anybody. This is any guy. To the point where, like, he's so unnoticeable that no one really seems to try to stop him throughout his little rampage through London, which I felt was, like, actually, yeah. You know, I, there's, like... It, it, it's, it's not like Luther is going after him or any kind of, like, <laughs> special investigator wondering, why, why is this happening? It's funny, because after that first thing that happens, you're like, okay, I guess he could reasonably kind of slip undetected. But then the second thing that happens, you're like, <laughs> if this was Grand Theft Auto, the police would be swarming <laughs> I, on him right now. Yeah, I'm like, throughout this whole thing, I'm like, yeah. 
the the metropolitan the London Metropolitan Force is incredibly incompetent. Yeah, that first thing was it. That first thing was at least free stars. Yeah, I I, I do think it kind of it, it's kind of the point though. Like you know, this is someone that society just ignores, and it's going to continue doing so even when he's like, "Hey, look at me." This this has a fantastic performance. I think it's shot really well. I wasn't really bothered by the shakiness of it. It kind of felt like one of those like slice of life. I'm there type films so i like that about it and it's kind of pretty looking i'm I'm, I'm a big fan of movies that take place in in one night and i feel like here's a good another addition to that it's not going to be for everybody but if what we've said so far has interested you you're probably going to dig it Uh, i'm going to give this um four yummy yummy pieces of cake that are are not yours whatsoever (laughs) oh out of five uh, yeah, so this movie isn't reinventing the wheel or anything like that. It's probably going to be a sleeper at best. It definitely is a tour de force in the legitimate sense of the word for, for Wishlaw. If you're a fan of him, it's definitely something you should check out. He's definitely going to be padding out his reel with this, I can tell you that. Anybody <laughs> tells him he can only play bookish characters again. This, this movie is his uh, buckler against that. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's probably something I'm not going to... to revisit but i i can definitely like you know recommend it at least strongly enough to give it seven really really bland microwave meals that are so terrible they might actually make you steal your neighbor's quad bike as well out of <laughs> ten not just a quad bite a, a tricked out quad bite with the like under lights on it too with the blue. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like what the hell are you doing with a quad bike in london Fuck. Right? My, my wife saw that scene and was just like, wait, they, they are in London, right? <laughs> yeah, for the whole thing, I was just like, well, that's a motorcycle, of course, right? Where the fuck are you taking that? Yeah. I guess he's he, he's off-roading in Covent Gardens. 